Hello, everybody. Welcome. You're listening to Brokenness to Blessings podcast today. I want to thank you so much for staying faithful on this podcast. God is more faithful than anything else, and I want to encourage you. My name is Janet Lynn Garcia. I'm an author, a speaker, inspirational speaker, and a spiritual combat life coach. Why do I say that? My life was riddled before I knew the Lord in generational curses, depression, loneliness, sickness, disease, all kinds of poverty, lack, you name it, I was living under a curse. But the Bible, the Holy Bible, the Word of God that I stand on, that I live from, that I study, that I confess, that I just give my whole heart to, 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 to do what the Word of God says, that as he we delight in the law of the Lord and that the law does not that we meditate it on a day and night he we shall then become like trees planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in his season our leaves will not wither and whatsoever he does will prosper through us you must be encouraged with that word whatever is happening in your life that God is going to bring you through it. If God be for you, who can be against you? His love is everlasting. It is just moment by moment. He knows you belong to him. And we go through trials, we go through testings, we go through struggles. But if you will look at the word of God, what what's so amazing with with God's word is that he wants us to learn from it. He wants to be us to be corrected, to submit ourselves under his word, that you could actually prosper in his word. You could get wisdom beyond your years, that you could have your eyes to be enlightened and just be encouraged by his word. And that he speaks to you and he teaches you. He said, let me lead you, my daughter. Let me lead you, my son. So I want to encourage you with the word today is that no matter what struggle you are dealing with, it could be anything, any family drama, any struggle in your life. Maybe you're single and you desire to be married. Maybe you've been married before. Maybe, you know, anything, anything God, anything that you're dealing with. If you will turn to God's word, you will see that there was so many struggles in God's word that we can glean from, that we can rely on, that we can turn to and say, you know what, what did God do in this situation? How did God turn the situation of Moses around? How did God turn a situation of Jacob and Esau around? And that's what we're reflecting on today. There was family drama in the story of Jacob and Esau. And his mother, even his mother was involved with it. And there was deception, there was lies, there was just, uh, you know, a curse and stealing birthrights and giving up birthrights. I mean, you know, what have you been, you know, you have to look at yourself. The Bible says, Paul tells us in the scriptures that we are to examine, examine our heart before God, because out of the issues of life, it comes from the heart. It comes from the mind. I don't know about you, but I want change in my life. I am not going to stay in the same place. And I refuse, especially now that I know that I have a savior that died for me, that did everything possible to restore me back to father God, 
That's the purpose of Jesus Christ going to the cross, to take your sins away, the sins of the world that was lost from the garden. I just want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, anyone listening to the sound of my voice, that they would just receive you as their Lord and their Savior and know without a shadow of a doubt that you had a great and mighty plan to restore anyone back to you, Daddy, Abba, Father. And Jesus, that if they would see Jesus at the cross, they would learn about who you are and what you did. You paid a high price for our mind, our body, our soul, and our spirit. And that if we would surrender our hearts to you and invite you into our heart, that you would be our Lord, our Savior, and our Master to be used by you to display your good work. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God. I welcome you to this podcast. I pray that your spirit would move as we speak this word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I mean, let's just get into the word. I am listening to God's word. I'm actually reading it as well. I want to point out Genesis 25, starting in verse 25, or the story of um, Isaac. Isaac was that promised son of Abraham and Sarah. And he grows older and uh, the servant of Abraham goes looking for a wife for Isaac and finds one. And Isaac goes off to this land and, and, and meets Rebecca. And Rebecca's his wife, his beloved wife. And she gets pregnant and she has she's going to conceive twins. And here we are in Genesis 25, the story of Isaac and Rebecca. And it says, now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was struggling in her womb. There was two babies inside her womb and she was struggling. And here's Isaac pleading with the Lord for his wife because she was barren at the time. But then she gets pregnant and the Lord granted the plea of Isaac praying for his wife to have bear him children. And Rebecca, his wife, conceived, but the children struggled together within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And this is what the Lord told her. Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled, for her to give birth. Indeed, there were twins in a room and the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterwards, his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore him. So the boys grew and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob more. And so it was the customs of the people of God to give the birthright blessing to the older son, the firstborn, and that was Esau. But here was Jacob who Rebekah wanted her beloved son, her favorite son, to have the blessing, the birthright given to Isaac as he grew older and he became blind. 
See, birthrights were recognized for the oldest son. They were a double portion of the inheritance upon the father's death and it regarded as a leader of the family. The birthright could be given away or sold, but the older son would then lose the latter two aspects of the birthright. And Esau was tired one day and him and Jacob have a conversation and Jacob and Esau, Jacob's like, just give me your birthright. And Esau's like, just fine, fine. Take my birthright. I just want a bowl and soup. He didn't realize what he was doing. He was cursing his future. But I want to point out that it was already decreed by God that two nations would come out of the womb, remember, and one one was going to be stronger than the other and the older would serve the younger. So the birthright would be switched. But the plan had to come into place. See, God knows the end from the beginning and he plans all and he allows things to happen in order sometimes to gain our attention. And so a lot of family drama happened out of the story. And you may be going through something and it's okay. If you will turn to God's word, you will receive encouragement because the Lord will restore all. So much drama happened out of this story. Jacob Jacob steals the birthright from, as we look at the story, he steals, he thieves, he lies, he listens to his mother. You know, the mother gives him instructions. This is what I want you to do. Go kill, go kill a a game and, and I'll skin it and make you look like your brother Esau or feel like your brother Esau. Approach your father and ask him to pray and give you the birthright. And so they deceive and they connive and they do all these things. But then here's Esau. Then Esau is just broken hearted. When he finds out, he comes home from hunting and finds out that the birthright was already given and blessed over to Jacob. And do you think Jacob just went off scot-free and went about his life? No, then Jacob had his own struggles. See, you reap what you sow into your peop- into others what you're doing. Because what happened later when Jacob runs off because Esau's upset. Esau is like, I'm going after Jacob. I'm going to kill my own brother. He was so upset. He was willing to go after him and go kill him. But the instructions were, you better run away, Jacob, and get out of this land because your brother's going to kill you. And he ran for his life for years and years and years. Do you think he was at rest? Even though God gave him the blessing, he wrestled with God. He saw the ladders of heaven and the angels ascending and descending. And, you know, there's more and more and more to the story. But you got to read it yourself. I want to encourage you to get into the word and read this story and ask the Lord, what can you learn from this situation if you are dealing with something um, in your family? And you want peace and you want rest. See, Jacob didn't receive the rest until later. And then what happens? He meets a beautiful woman and he wants to marry her. But the custom is to marry the older daughter, Leah. And he can't have Rachel, the one that he's truly in love with. And the 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 father of the two daughters promised him to, that he can marry the beautiful Rachel. But then in the marriage bed and in the middle of the night in the dark, he switches and gives gives Jacob the firstborn daughter, Leah. And he wakes up in the morning. What have you done? You have deceived me. Do you see that? What you reap, you will sow. You have deceived me. What have you done? 
He's going to have struggles. He's going to have trials. But um, he he tries to make things right. And Laban, the father of the two daughters, said, well, work for, my, work, work for me for seven years, and then you can have my beautiful daughter. He works the seven years. He gets deceived again. And then he has to work 14 years in order to get the hand of the beautiful Rachel. And all the, the drama continues after that. But let me just tell you, God is awesome. Because remember, years later, years later, if you read the story, Esau still, Jacob is still thinking one day he was, you know, his brother was going to come to have vengeance. And finally, the Lord tells him when to go back to his own land. And by then he's got family, he's got children, he's got, you know, 12 children, uh, one more, 13, you know, so you could be going through so much right now, but guess what? God is faithful and he is awesome. And if you will study these, these stories in God's word, you will be encouraged. You will be enlisted. You will be, you will be taught that it's important to seek God in all things. He will lead you. He will instruct you. He will guide you with his eye. Don't be like a horse or a mule without a bit or bridle. Otherwise, the horse, the mule will not come near its owner. So right now, let me ask you, are you willing to submit and surrender yourself to Almighty God? He has, what does this word say in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that he has for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, plans to, to give you a hope and a future and never to harm you. But you have got to get your heart right. Every day we should examine ourselves. Every day ask him. You know, be, when you wake up in the morning, giving your, your, your day to the Lord. And when you go to bed at night, examining your heart. Lord, where did I fall today? What attitudes or heart attitudes? See, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and you confess your sins, that's it. Your sins are washed away. But the issue that you have from the moment that you're in the new man is that you may still be dealing with sin, sin habits. And that is sometimes nothing but the ploy of the enemy to still keep you um, just kind of in a curse because you haven't received or, or understand my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You got to understand what the blood paid for. And the Bible tells us that, the, that Jesus at the cross made a spectacle of Satan and his demons. And they have to flee by the power of the name of Jesus Christ by the power of his plush, precious blood that was shed for the atoning work at the cross that all we need to do now is rest and for you to receive the power that is from high from the Holy Spirit to help you to walk this daily walk with the Lord. I hope this word encourages to you today. Receive Jesus into your heart. Make him the Lord of your life and then accept. Ask, ask for the Holy Spirit to come into your heart or uh, to dwell inside of you so that you can be transformed from the inside out. Like a metamorphosis, the caterpillar goes into the cocoon. When he comes out in his due season, he flies. 
God bless you, brothers and sisters today, or anybody listening to the podcast. If this podcast has encouraged you in any way possible, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at JanetGarciaInspire.com or JanetGarciaInspire at gmail.com. If you ever need prayer, please reach out to me or get involved on the Facebook page, Brokenness to Blessing, B2B, Be Set Free. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.